Welcome to Ministry by Mail, a weekly sermon publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confession. Our sermon for the fourth Sunday of Advent is by Pastor Stephen Sonnenfeld of Redeemer Lutheran Church in Dwajak, Michigan. Our theme is, Let Us Now Go Even Unto Bethlehem, Where There Is Refuge for the Brokenhearted. Our text is Ruth, chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. Grace and peace to you who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. God's word for us this evening is from the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. Now the two of them, that is Ruth and Naomi, went until they came to Bethlehem. And it happened, when they had come to Bethlehem, that all the city was excited because of them. And the women said, Is this Naomi? But she said to them, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. These are the words of the Lord. Please be seated. Is there any good news out there anywhere? I know that's kind of a cliche question nowadays. And we make it sound like it's a modern question, but it's an age-old question. We all know how depressing it can be to scroll through the news on your phone or to, look, or to watch the 24-hour news channels, and you see nothing but bad news headlines. But never mind for a moment the national news or world news. Think about the news that is not published because it affects you in your own personal life. You talk to your neighbor, and you find out that his wife is dying of cancer. You get a call from your brother or sister, and they say that they've been laid off of their job. You go to lunch with your friends, and it almost becomes a contest to see who has the most problems in their lives. Is there any good news out there anywhere? Like I said, it's an age-old problem. And no doubt that's what Ruth and Naomi were feeling. Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi, were recent widows. That's bad enough by itself, the sorrow of losing your spouse, your loved one. But in those days, that was really bad news for a woman. There weren't any insurance policies to cash in. There was no welfare, welfare agencies, no safety nets. Well-paying jobs for women were almost non-existent. And so in this destitute situation, Ruth and Naomi came to the little town of Bethlehem and they tried to live their lives. And Bethlehem was not much of a town. It didn't seem like a very good refuge for the brokenhearted. Have you had those times? where you sympathize with Ruth and Naomi. 
Can you sympathize with them now? Are you lonely? Are you worried about how you're going to make ends meet? Are you unsure of what the future holds? Do you find yourself in an impossible situation for which there is no solution? Have you recently lost someone who is dear to you? So maybe you too, like Naomi, have become bitter. Maybe you are also broken hearted. But there is nothing really unique about the situation that Ruth and Naomi found themselves in. And there isn't anything out of the ordinary about whatever pain you might feel right now. We all experience this on any given day. Broken hearts are a dime a dozen. We live in a world where so many people find themselves destitute and all alone. The phone may ring at any time and bring us news that will bring us down to our knees. Day after day, we are confronted with problems and stress. One messy, one messy situation after another. The great-great-grandson uh, of Ruth, King Solomon, wrote in Ecclesiastes that life is like something that is twisted up so badly that it can't be fixed again. Have you ever tried to straighten a tent pole that's been bent or broken? That's life. That's the reality that we face day in and day, day out. But why is that so? Why is there so much bad news? Why are there so many broken hearts? Well, the Bible tells us that it's because of sin. Sin is the great happiness destroyer. And sin lives in us. And it's all around us. Its ugly tentacles reach into almost every aspect of our lives. It affects our relationships. It's the root cause of all accidents, all diseased, every death. And so whenever we groan, sigh, or cry, we can be sure that sin, in some way, is the underlying cause. But let's go back to Bethlehem. Maybe there's more to that little town than meets the eye. Go back to the day when Ruth and Naomi were trudging into town. Things didn't look good. Ruth was forced to go out into the fields and pick up what the barley harvesters left behind. That's all that Ruth and Naomi had. The chance that maybe Ruth could gather enough barley so that maybe they wouldn't starve to death. But that's when God stepped into the picture. And actually, he was never out of the picture. For reasons that perhaps didn't become clear until centuries later, God permitted devastating heartbreak to come into, into the lives of those two women. God had his reasons for allowing these things to happen. But the Lord also promises 
that he will never tempt his children beyond what they can bear. And he also promises that he will always give his children a way out of temptation and trials. And in, in that little town of Bethlehem, Ruth and Naomi found their way out. They found the refuge that they needed in the grace that God provided for them there. Do you know the story? Ruth was gleaning in the fields of a man named Boaz, and he was a kind man, man, and he was a very wealthy man. And he was a man looking forward to, with expectation, to the arrival of the promised seed of the woman, the Savior, who would come to crush the serpent's head and undo the damage that sin had brought into the world. Boaz became interested in Ruth, and Ruth became interested in Boaz. With a gentle push from Naomi, the romance blossomed. And after a few legal matters were taken care of as to who had the right to marry Ruth, Ruth and Boaz became husband and wife, and they lived happily ever after. They really did. Oh, I'm sure they had their tough days. They had their share of problems, but they had each other. And more importantly, they had the Lord. Under his wings, they found a shelter to keep them through the storms of life. They found a refuge with an open door leading to the ultimate way out of all of their problems. One day, they would leave this sin-twisted world of heartbreak and enter into an everlasting refuge beyond the reach of sin, death, and the devil. So what's the news from Bethlehem tonight? It's this. There is a refuge for the brokenhearted. And we can find it right there in that little town if we take the time to look. Maybe you know the rest of the story. Boaz and Ruth had a baby son named Obed. Obed became the father of Jesse. And Jesse became the father of King David. And if we continue to trace that line, that family, down another 26 generations, we find ourselves back in Bethlehem. There, maybe in the same fields where Ruth had gleaned some centuries before, an angel told a band of shepherds, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Have you come here tonight with a broken heart? Do you have a hurting body? A soul full of sorrow. It happens to all of us sooner or later. And in most cases, it's sooner than later. So maybe your heartbreak right now is some terrible sin that is crushing you with guilt. If so, then go to Bethlehem. 
there you will find a child born to die for that sin and for every other sin. In his bloody wounds, you will find a peaceful refuge in which the fiery judgment of hell cannot harm you. Or maybe at the moment you feel overwhelmed with the cares of this world, the demands of a high-pressure job, the pressure of raising children in a godless society. Then follow the, follow the shepherds through the streets of Bethlehem, the city of David. Kneel before the manger bed. Cast all of your worries on Christ because he cares for you. Jesus can handle whatever you have to give him. For this baby is not so humble and helpless as he seems. This true baby is very God a very God. Or could it be that someone hurt you? Someone near and dear to you has recently broken your heart. Well, in Bethlehem, you will find a love that will never fail. Love that paid the ultimate price, even unto death. A love that knows no limits. Love that cannot fail to bring you out of this bitter life of sin and into a new life of never-ending joy. If you were to take a vacation to New York City, Manhattan, and you were to walk down Fifth Avenue, you would find an interesting contrast along the way. On the one side of the street, you have the Rockefeller Center, which we all know we're familiar with that during Christmas time. And in front of the Rockefeller Center, there is a statue of the Greek titan Atlas. And you're probably familiar with this picture. With bulging muscles and buckling knees and sweat pouring down his face, Atlas holds the whole earth on his back. He strains with all of his might so he doesn't collapse under the weight of the whole world. A little lesser known is on the other side of the street in St. Patrick's Cathedral. By the altar, there is a small statue of the boy Jesus. And he's holding in his hands, in one hand, the world. And he's holding it as easily as a toddler holding a tennis ball. You see, straining and struggling to make things right in your life is no way to live. You can only buckle under all of that pressure. But in Bethlehem, you will find one who is waiting and willing to take on all of your sins and sorrows, all of your fears and tears, all of your pain and strain. He'll take him into his crucified hands. Truly, as the psalmist says, he is our refuge and strength, our ever-present help in trouble. So what are we waiting for? Let us go with haste and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has told us about. 
There is refuge for the weary in Christ Jesus, born in Bethlehem. That is the news from Bethlehem tonight. Amen. This has been a publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confessions Ministry by Mail. Visit clclutheran.org for more information. For print copies of this or other sermons, please visit lutheransermons.org.